Fed members continue to push back on rate cut expectations. The Chinese continue to prop up their stock market. AI continues to make the happiness of the AI-related businesses. And well, crude oil continues to make big revenue for big oil companies. So welcome to a new episode packed with news and chatters. This is Swiss Codes Daily Market Talk. So the information flow of the week is quite crowded to say the least. There are different types of data and news coming from all sides really and affecting the market in various ways with some quite big influential moves happening here and there in the financial market. So some are related to each other, some are well different, but I will try to wrap up everything as good as I can, zoom in and zoom out, but this episode is going to be packed with news and chatter. So I'm Morning. So let's start with the macroeconomic news to throw a context to the furry. Uh, the sell-off in U.S. bonds reversed yesterday as a solid demand for the U.S. three-year bond auction actually managed to counterweight a bulk of hawkish comments from the Federal Reserve members. And in this context, the Fed's Loretta Master said that there is no rush to cut the interest rates in the U.S., and she's right. And Neil Kashkari said that, well, the Federal Reserve hasn't reached its inflation target just yet and he is right too. So the game is now being played for a May rate cut in the US with around two-thirds probability attached to it. And even if the US data is coming in strong and the Fed members are screaming, yelling, trying to explain that they are not there just yet to cut the interest rates, there were the ones who actually plotted a 75 base point cut at the December's dot plot last year. And well, they now must clean up the mess. Now, there is one uh, more thing that actually keeps the Federal Reserve those on the battlefield these days and well that's the resurfacing US regional bank worries and a potential I say potential commercial real estate crisis that's not there just yet because the New York Community Bank Corp plunged another 22% yesterday after Moody's downgraded its rating to junk so that's rough, but what's encouraging here is that the KBW index gave no reaction to the latest shake as good proof that the Fed has been extremely successful in isolating the banking sector rules with well, ample liquidity and stopgap measures. What's kind of worrying is that these measures will expire next month, but what's quite soothing still is that well, the Federal Reserve could use these measures whenever it needs them to calm down the market nerves if needed. And the other good piece of news is that the next move from the Federal Reserve is most probably loosening the financial conditions that should eventually help the sector as a whole to well, get back to its fees. And the sole expectation of easing Fed is well quite enough to juice the markets and investors' mouth, as you know quite well. And in the sense, well, the latest Federal Reserve survey actually also showed some signs of easing in credit conditions for well, commercial and real estate loans. Now note that the number of banks 
banks that are tightening their credit conditions is still larger than the banks that actually ease them, meaning that the credit conditions are still tightening in the US. But what? There are actually fewer banks that say that they tighten their financial conditions. So this time around, there is a chance that the New York Community Bank Corp's misfortune won't trigger a domino effect like the one we saw last March across the banking sector and that the winds could actually turn around before a crisis pops in this problematic real estate sector. So that's obviously all we hope for and that's happy news. I mean, Happy enough to push the S&P 500 index a little higher at yesterday's trading session, despite uh, one regional bank extending its weekly losses to 50%. Now, in the bright spot yesterday was Palantir, a data analytics company that actually jumped 30% yesterday after announcing AI-related revenue earlier than that. So their commercial revenue soared by 70 compared to the same time last year as its deal flow apparently rose to a level that no one expected before 2025. 70% rise in revenue. And it's understandable that AI-powered, data-driven decision business will be a direct beneficiary of the AI development. So maybe but just maybe Palantir should be on well, the list of next AI darlings as it has not yet been under the spotlight. This being said, the profit margins at Palantir are around 15%, so that's slow compared to Microsoft's 35% profit margins and NVIDIA's 50% margins. And its price stands at an eye-popping 358 times its earnings, which makes it certainly a good speculative place, but clearly not a cheap bet anyway. Elsewhere, Snap fell 32% in the after-hours trading after announcing disappointing four-quarter revenue, but it's too small to care. And BP in London flirted with the 200-day moving average level after revealing higher-than-expected profits for the fourth quarter and after saying that it will buy back 1.75 billion US dollar worth of shares each quarter in the first half of this year. So that's more than the 1.5 billion US dollar buyback announced a quarter earlier now what's more interesting here for bp is the company posted strong first results under its new ceo which means that they could now stick to their strategy of shifting toward renewable energy sources at least for now rather than boosting their investments and in the good old fossil fuel and gas for which they are actually being forced by investors remember because well there is more money in the fossil fuel and gas business and well you know if things go wrong well they can scrap their promise to do good to the planet and just go back to doing good to their investors pockets well so my medium term pt for bp is 500p level Elsewhere, well, you have to talk about China, obviously. The Chinese stocks have been well, another bright spot in this crazy, crazy market environment so far this week, as well, Chinese are just like pumping liquidity to the system like crazy and banning short sellers or banning sellers or just banning anything that starts with the uh, letter S to prevent the Chinese stock markets from losing more value than the 7 trillion US dollars that they have already 
wiped out in the latest market slump over the past couple of years. So the CSI 300 index is up for the third straight session today. There is hope for more stimulus measures as well. Xi Jinping is apparently being briefed on the heck is going on in the financial markets in China. To be true, I would love to be a fly, you know, in that room to see how uh, these people are going to tell Xi Jinping that his radical change of mindset is responsible for the actual mess and not the lack of money or lack of love for Chinese stocks. But let's see what the Chinese will pull out of their hats to try to reverse things right now. But we know that confidence is gone and the economy is fragilized by a deepening property crisis, by falling population and deflation. In this context, China is expected to post a deeper year-on-year -year deflation when it reveals its latest CPI figures tomorrow. Now, the market reaction to the data could be mixed depending on how much more weight the Chinese will actually be putting or to bring their economy back on its feet. Uh, in terms of data, a deeper than expected deflation in China could maybe, but just maybe, boost the stimulus expectations and help stocks recover further. In which case, it will be an early sign of returning confidence from investors. So it's going to be important. Or it would just smash the latest stock market gains and uh, leave the Chinese with empty hands yet again as a reward to their efforts of the moment. So pick your side. This is all for today. I'm Ipeko Skardeshkoye and thank you for joining me and thank you for all your beautiful and supportive comments. I hope this episode of Market Talk has been helpful and it has been insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on X and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for daily market comments and please do not forget to hit the like button on these videos to let us know that you enjoy them. So I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.